0: to the Fields of Fantasy, Fantasy 5 podcast with your hosts Pestle and
1: Ed. And welcome to the week 7 edition of the Fields of Fantasy, Fantasy 5 podcast. Pestle of TH Fantasy Football going solo at the moment from a very, very wet and rainy England. Ed is stuck in standstill traffic on the way to our recorder, won't be joining us today and Tom has been delayed as well. So just me with you for the moment as we have a bit of a recap on Thursday Night Football and then get into the main five morsels of fancy food for thought as is traditional on the show. So to open them, I hate Thursday Night Football this week. Three separate leagues. I'm against both Kamara and ETN on the same rosters, who got a combined 52 points as the Jags beat the Saints. So I feel like I'm out of the running in those leagues already, but time will tell. I did have Kamara in one or two spots, especially in best ball, though, so not too bad. The five and two Jacksonville Jaguars as well. We spoke about on the main show how the the transition of that franchise has been truly remarkable over the last couple of years, and they are looking a really good team, getting some good momentum at this stage. T-Law played following that knee injury, 18.06 points, and Derek Carr, respects 18.44. I had to stream him in a couple of places this week, so I'm quite happy with that. Taysom Hill had one of those Taysom Hill games, 16.8 points. After last week's 12.26 Are we going to need to consider him as a proper tight end option again? We shall discuss on the main show next week. Christian Kirk's continued to show he's the dominant wide receiver in Jacksonville at the moment with 19.0 points. Calvin Ridley 1.5. After his good start to the season, worrying times for Calvin Ridley owners. Michael Thomas has shown that when fit, he is going to be usable in fantasy all season, so good value where he was drafted. 13 points. Chris Alave not reaching those heights still, but still 12 points, so he's not dropped to in it if you've got him starting on your Thursday night football rosters. So some points there to have an impact on the weekend. No one, I think, huge candidates for our heroes, potentially a couple of candidates for our zeros. Mr. Ridley, I'm looking at you. But let's have a quick message from Malcolm and our sponsors. And when I return, I will be joined by Tom.
0: Fantasy football is all about collecting the best roster of players. So why not assemble your roster at home with some help from Stateside Sports? With over 30 sports trading card products in stock right now, Stateside Sports is the best place to grab the latest releases in sports trading cards. Collect autographs of your favorite stars, rookie cards of the hottest prospects, and rare super short print cards to make your collection as unique as your fantasy team. Start your search the best way possible. Visit statesidesports.co.uk now. Plug and Play QBs. Tom is here to
1: save me from being bored all my own. Good morning, Tom. Good morrow. So we're going to get straight into our Plug and Play QBs then. So QBs of note on by this week. Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, CJ Stroud. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is not a QB of note, so we're not going to include him there. We discussed the injuries on the main show as well. So if you need a streaming QB this week, here's some possible options for you. As of this morning, so so recording of Friday morning, Brock Purdy's only rostered in 84% of leagues. I'd imagine after his down week last week, people may be a bit skeptical. But he has the Vikings this week, who are giving up the seventh most points to QBs, so he's unlikely to be available. But is probably worth looking at. Geno Smith rostered in 74% of leagues, has the Cardinals giving up the 11th most points to QBs, so potentially worth looking at there as well. Matt Stafford a relatively down week last week. Only rostered in 69% of leagues. He has Pittsburgh. And he could have had a very different scoreline last week. It wasn't for a couple of end zone drops. Steelers are averaging 16.3 points to QBs. And I would expect the Rams passing game to surpass that. Would you, Tom? Oh, yeah, easily. So I reckon Stafford, if available, could be a safe bet this week. But, I mean, I've said it a few times this week. I am moving on from my distrust of Sam Howe. Rostered in 59.6% of leagues. QB 12 on the season. Only had one bust week all season as well. And he has the Giants averaging 17.2 points, two QBs. So somehow could be available and could be well worth a play this week. Time to get defensive. So even though Ed is absent, he has sent us his information on his streaming defences for this week. So who's he looking at, Tom? OK, so first up, we've got the Vikings. They may have been popular on waivers after last
2: week's mammoth score, but they're only rosting 7% of leagues. Really? Yep. Uh, points padded by those two massive weeks, uh, but still putting up points and um, worth the risk. OK, they've got to play the 49ers this week. But, you know, they didn't look elite last week against the Browns. No. And the 49ers may also be missing a couple of key offensive weapons. Uh, so we did have the Jags on the list, but obviously with them playing last night, it's a little bit pointless talking about and going through them uh, this week. Although perhaps one for you to look for next week. Next up is the Texans, recently off by. They've been consistent. This week they've got the Panthers, who, let's be honest, uh, you know, I've got Bryce Young in a couple of leagues. Yep. They've struggled on offense. So
1: it could be a key pickup there. Looking at the Jags then, so they got 10 points last night. So we'll give Ed a win there because we know he'd prepared his notes before. Yeah, I just want to throw into the mix as well, the Cleveland Browns are only rostered in 75% of leagues. They've got the Colts this week. Minshew's good for a couple of interceptions, obviously. And looking ahead, the Browns' fancy playoff run, Bears, Texans, Jets. So if the Browns are available in your league, say unlikely but worth having a look and you could potentially save self-streaming defenses for the rest of the season the way they're playing. Yeah, they have been pretty elite yeah. so far this year, haven't they? Next up, Tom, time for your democracy.
2: Put it to the vote. Last week, we were looking at dynasty players. Um, you f- sorted yeah, it. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Practiced all week. Uh, we looked at Devin A. Chan. Yep. We Another one, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Practicing all week. <laughs> and uh, obviously Puka Nakua. Both have been pretty elite rookies so far. Even though he's on IR, people were still favouring A-chan, coming up 58% of the vote, which is 42% for Puka. Um, so fairly close, um, but clearly... I think
1: that Cooper Cup coming back has 10 his expectations. But he's an ageing Cooper <coughs> Cup. I know he's not old, but... Very different roles in the yeah, offence Still well. relatively close. One of the closer
2: polls we've had there, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so this week we went to tight end. Uh, obviously I've avoided Kelsey because that would <laughs> just be a pointless vote. Uh, the question is, who is the best of the rest? Who would you rather have the rest of the season in redraft we went with this sort of the next top three. So you've got TJ Hawkinson, currently tight end three on sleeper. Obviously with Jefferson gone, he's likely to see an enormous target share there in Minnesota after already being a pretty big feature of the offense. Tight end two now, Sam Laporta, the rookie from Iowa State, has exploded onto the scene, dominating the Lions offense, and has had a top 10 finish in four of his last six starts. So pretty impressive yeah, so far for Laporta. Yeah, definitely. Very surprising. Uh, and then obviously the man who's likely to get your vote. Tight end four on sleeper, Mark Andrews. So he continues to demonstrate his elite ability, you know, and particularly to catch the eye of Jackson. Uh, He's only ranked outside the top six tight ends for the season
1: once in Mm -hmm. all his time playing. uh, And that was his rocky season. I think with Andrews, you have got that safer floor with him. Although he's currently tight end four, he missed that first week as well. But TJ Hawkinson, you just, you'd expect a lot more targets his way. It depends how long Jeff is going to be out for doesn't it yeah yeah i thought i thought it's going to be a close one i think my bias is going to kick in and i would go andrews but i think it's going to be another close poll i think people go Laporte. that's my the rocky the, bias he's a my fancy guess. darling isn't yeah, it yeah, at the minute yeah. so yeah that is certainly a good possibility next up some more notes from ed beat the waiver wire as we said on the main show then quite some quite good depth really to the wave wire this week especially at running back which is quite surprising but when we're looking at beat the wave wire, we're looking at players who may still be available and we're a bit further down. So Ed's picks for this week, Latavius, Money, Money? La- <laughs> Latavius Murray of the Buffalo Bills. Currently RB40 and only rostered in 21% of leagues. That goal line threat is always there, but no touchdown since week three. You've still got a decent flex option there and he looks to be being involved in the game. Looks like Damon Harris will be out for a while as well, which means more workload for Murray. And I think against the Pats this week, Ed's right when his notes, they said that could be an advantageous situation to make the most of. His next pick, up is Darius Slayton, wide receiver of the New York Giants. Week six was his best week to date as he hauled in four catches from six targets for 64 yards. Solid target for Danny Dimes behind Darren Waller. And his yards per catch stats are insane. 13.9 yards. No touchdown yet. So is he due on? Have we got a bit of that positive regression coming his way? Face the commanders this week, who are twenty seventh worst against the pass on the season, averaging two hundred forty eight yards per game. He's only rushed in eight percent of leagues, so if you have been hit by injuries, if you've been hit by the bye weeks, he could be worth a pickup, and is still very, very widely available. Difficult to do the waiver wire at this stage in the season. The it is. Settled. This you know, you week was a, a bit of a surprise with the injuries, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. But I think the demand is higher for those positions because of the bye weeks. Game. Yeah. Six teams on buy this week. That will happen again in week 13. We've not got what feels like a megadon this year, though, have we? I mean,
2: I think that later one. there's some pretty big teams out yes. in the week 13, one, isn't there?
0: Fantasy Basics.
1: Right, this week, Fantasy Basics. We're going to be answering a question that we've kind of been asked by people and we're talking about fantasy a little bit here and there. Uh, something we've seen via the fields of fantasy, boys, a few people asking, that is, what is DFS? Obviously, over on the DFS show, Riku, Dowie, Johnny B., And Mystic Markers they're billing, Mr. Mark Watson. Have obviously been doing a great job over there and we're getting some good numbers over there, but I think there's still a few people reluctant to get involved in that, so not quite sure what it is. So here's your rundown of what DFS is. So DFS stands for Daily Fantasy Sports and the Fields of Fancy DraftKings League. So you can download the DraftKings app on your mobile device or tablet is purely for the Sunday slate and has a $5 buy-in. So with it being an American piece of software, an American company, you have to convert that to your dollars. You then end up with more like, I say, traditional British football, where you have a salary cap, as it would be billed in US terms, $50,000 to select a QB, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, one flex spot, and one defense. You're elite players, so... Your Jamar Jeffersons, your CMCs are around that 9,000 mark. Your top, top players are still around that 7,000 sort of mark, anywhere from six and a half up to 8,000. And then Danty dart throws around three to four thousand. Your defenses tend to be around that two to three and a half thousand as well, depending on the matchups. Last week, first place in that league took $140, and then second and third took $65. And we're averaging around 60 to 70 players a week in there as well. Now, the thing I like about DFS is it's just something a little bit different each week. You can change your teams. You're thinking purely about that weekend slate. You're not having to look ahead. And it's a bit more of a puzzle trying to work out who you can get involved in there as well. And the chance to actually get some cash money in the bank on the Sunday rather than waiting until the final perp at the end of the season with your victories. Uh, have you been involved in that yet, Tom? Uh, I haven't actually
2: done much DFS myself, but um, I, I am looking to get into it. Obviously, I've been listening to the lad's show, so I'm pretty well prepared. I think anyone who's worried about it, if you listen to the DFS show, absolutely, you know, it gives you a nice
1: clear breakdown. It's easy to get a few sort of guaranteed picks who are likely to do well for you. Uh, unless those guaranteed picks are the picks that I have made. <laughs> uh, so when I picked Justin Jefferson, he got injured and I picked a Jamar Chase either side of his 50 points week. So, yeah. Not always guaranteed, but you feel you can have a stake in those players you might not have been able to draft as well for your main fancy rosters. So if you want to get involved in that, you can have a look on our Twitter or X page as long as the field's fancy boys. And as Tom says, check out the DFS show with the boys and get yourself well informed and prepared for the Sunday slate and to get yourself involved in some DFS fun. So that is it from us. We will see you the other side of week seven. Malcolm, I'm sure we'll be getting involved in DFS this season, but not before he has taken us home.
0: You have been listening to Pestle and Ed of TH Fantasy Football. For more content, follow TH underscore fantasy underscore NFL on Instagram and Twitter.